This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and today, let's just jump right into the show. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Top 10 Real Estate Markets for Cash Flow in 2023 by Dave Meyer. So the vast majority of real estate investors get into the industry to pursue passive cash flow. Unfortunately, over this last several years, finding deals with strong cash flow has become a challenge. However, there are still plenty of markets in the U.S. that continue to offer cash flow potential. So today, I provide what I believe to be the top 10 markets in the United States for cash flow. First, we take a look at cash flow trends. So there's been a lot of anecdotal chatter about how difficult cash flow is to find these days. So I looked at the data to see if this is true. One of the most common metrics used to estimate cash flow potential, and the one I will use for the remainder of this podcast, is known as the rent-to-price ratio, RTP. The higher the RTP, the better potential for cash flow. 
An RTP is a simple calculation. You divide the median monthly rent by median sales price. According to an analysis I did in 2020, there's a correlation of 0.85, one being the strongest correlation between RTP and cash flow. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good for the broad analysis that we're doing here. In running the analysis, RTP has been on the decline since 2012. The chatter about cash flow becoming harder to find is actually accurate. Note, this is actually based on U.S. Census data, which is, of course, not the most current, but it does provide a consistent methodology over a long period and is therefore preferred for looking at historical data like this. For my analysis of what markets currently offer the best cash flow, I use BiggerPockets' proprietary data, which is updated every week. Okay, so we see a very important story about the Great Recession's impact and its subsequent fallout when housing prices dropped significantly more than rent prices. Generally speaking, during recessions, rent values don't really fall that much. Demand from renters doesn't fluctuate much based on economic cycles. People will always need a place to live. In fact, home prices don't usually dip too much during recessions either, with the Great Recession being, of course, a notable exception. From 08 to 2012, home prices declined more dramatically and for longer than rent. And we can very clearly see this if we look at the compounded growth rates for the years 2008 to 2012. Home values averaged a decline of nearly 5% per year for four years, while rent was negative, but barely. This created the ideal situation for cash flow we saw in the aftermath of the Great Recession. Homes got cheaper, expenses declined, but income stayed relatively flat. Since 2012, home values started growing faster than rent, and RTP started to decrease. So, while it's true that cash flow has been, on a national level, increasingly difficult to find, it's important to remember that the Great Recession and its aftermath was a uniquely positive opportunity to find cash flow. It's not the norm. That said, there are still good opportunities to find cash flow. Certain markets still offer excellent cash flow prospects across the board, and most markets can still produce cash flow if you pursue value-add strategies, short-term rental, or other creative strategies. So for this analysis, I looked at which markets offer strong cash flow potential regardless of strategy, as measured by the rent-to-price ratio. So the top 10 markets for cash flow in 2023, broadly speaking, the best cash flow opportunities in the U.S. are concentrated in the Midwest and Southeast. Actually, it's interesting, none of the markets are west of Louisiana. Again, that doesn't mean you can't find cash flow in other cities, but generally speaking, the western half of the country has less cash flow opportunity than the eastern half. All right, so here's the list, the top 10 cash flow markets. I won't break down median sales price and sales growth and median rent and all that because that's just too many numbers, but here they are in all their glory. Number one, Detroit, Michigan, with a 3.5% rent-to-price ratio. Baltimore, Maryland, 1.86% rent-to-price ratio. Memphis, Tennessee is still above 1% rent-to-price. Cleveland, Ohio, 1.03%, and Birmingham, Alabama at 1.02% rent-to-price ratio. Now, the next five have below 1% rent-to-price ratio, but still solid. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at 0.86%, 
Dayton, Ohio at 0.79%, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 0.79%, Little Rock, Arkansas, same, and Rochester, New York, 0.78%. The top 10 cash-flowing markets right now. Detroit kind of stands on its own in terms of cash flow. It's pretty amazing, with an RTP nearly double the next highest city on our list. Regardless, all of these cities here offer strong cash flow potential. You should note, though, that I didn't just pick the 10 cities with the highest RTP. I actually didn't want to concentrate on all the interesting markets near each other, so I tried to create some geographic and economic diversity among the cities I chose. I still couldn't find anything in the West, though. (laughs) I also only chose cities that have enough data for analysis and are large enough economies to warrant investing consideration. So here's how to interpret this little snapshot of data. If you heard this list and you're thinking, what is a good RTP? That's a great question. And it's really a personal choice for investors, but I'll share my thoughts on it. So for many years, a lot of investors subscribed to something known as the 1% rule. It basically stated that any deal you pursue should have an RTP above 1%. Furthermore, some people only want to invest in markets where the average RTP is 1%. Personally, I don't really subscribe to this rule for a few reasons. Number one, it was developed over a decade ago during the cash flow outlier period I mentioned before. It was realistic back then to find plenty of deals with an RTP over 1%. Now it's no longer a useful rule of thumb. You need to adjust to current-day market conditions, and religiously following the 1% rule is going to prevent you from getting in on deals that are very strong by today's standards. Some of my best deals, even my highest cash-flowing deals, didn't meet the 1% rule at the time of purchase. The second reason is that RTP is just a proxy for cash flow, not a precise measurement. You shouldn't decide to pursue or abandon any deal until you fully run the numbers. RTP alone should not be used to make investing decisions. You need to account for taxes, insurance, and all the other expenses. Additionally, you need to factor in rent growth. If rent grows in your market, the RTP will improve over time. And the third point, I love using RTP to screen markets for cash flow potential. But remember, the data we talked about today is just the average That means, by rule, there are deals with better RTPs than the city's average and deals with worse RTPs than the city's average. Like, for example, in Milwaukee, the average RTP is 0.79%. Pretty good. But I guarantee committed investors can find deals with much higher RTP than that number and likely even above the 1% rule. Generally speaking, though, any market with an RTP above 0.6% has the potential for cash flow deals. Let's wrap things up with a conclusion for today. Although cash flow potential as measured by RTP has declined over the last several years, a lot of markets in the U.S. still offer strong cash flow potential across the board. As my analysis shows, they are largely concentrated in the Midwest and Southeast. But that being said, plenty of other markets do offer cash flow potential. And remember, this data is just averages. It doesn't reflect the best possible deal in each city. It doesn't factor in rent growth or value add either. These are broad metrics meant to help you narrow down cities for investment consideration. They're not meant to evaluate the potential of any individual deal or submarket. All right, another Thursday episode done and dusted. 
If you're getting something out of this, please let us know. The best way to do that is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us improve the show. And five-star ratings help us climb the charts and reach more people with this valuable information. Thanks for doing that. And I'll see you tomorrow right here in the same place.